Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hoskins, coming to you on the wrong day. I know, I'm so sorry. I did a very selfish thing, and I took a vacation. Uh, it'll never happen again. I apologize. Uh, but because of that, our Miss Marvel review is going up about four days late. So I truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, apologize to you. To the, all six of you. The adoring fans, but I apologize to none more than my ever endearing co-host my good friend and yours mr ian torrance ian you ready to talk about miss marvel a couple of days late and will you ever forgive me yes yes to both of those things yes i'm ready as i'm gonna be yes i (laughs) forgive you i completely understand we were going to make an effort to record one night but derek texted me at like midnight so i was soundly asleep to be fair i'm pretty sure i text you at like 10 you're just getting old. No, I think it might have been like eleven where you were at midnight here. I'm gonna look at my lo- I'm gonna look at my texts here in a minute. Why <laughs> did you almost say my logs? Is that what <laughs> you're say about my logs. All right, I'm Captain. Look at, I'm gonna look at <laughs> Captain's log. <laughs> Start date July 18th. Ian's wrong again. All right. <laughs> so, like I said at the very beginning, there we're gonna talk about Miss Marvel. The season finale happened on Wednesday. And uh, we are we're going to discuss it. I'm I'm really curious of what Ian thought about it because we haven't really got to talk about this yet. Uh, so I was an hour off. It was eleven here, ten where you were. Boom, boom, roasted. I think I didn't <laughs> see it until midnight, and I was half half asleep in bed, and I was like, "He wants to do." Huh? <laughs> it's all good. It worked out because when I told my wife that I was thinking about recording an episode of the podcast while we were on the beach she was I didn't uh, go well, did it it went okay because she's a very um loving and supportive partner but there was murder behind her eyes not in front but behind her eyes there was murder alive uh so it worked out for everybody but miss marvel episode six ian you have been more critical of this season overall than i have i know that the last two episodes i have not loved i've liked parts of them uh but I kept talking about last week, you know, if it sticks the landing, it'll save the show, in my opinion. So I want to know, first off, before I give any thoughts of mine, I want to know, did they stick the landing for you? They tried to stick it somewhere, and I wasn't having it. <laughs> no, man, I, I I don't think so. I think there was, again, we said this before, there was no villain. There was no villain. So their attempt at a villain was this C character from, I don't mean like a C creature. I mean like yeah, the clandestine character. Oh yeah. No, not even that. Like the, uh, the lady from, uh, uh, damage, damage control. control. Yeah. The one who just wasn't following orders and was just like, Oh, I'm just going to raid this school, school and blow it to smithereens. Even though I was told to stand down because, well, these people have powers and they need to be stopped. Why? They're not hurting anything. You're doing more damage than they are. You're damage supposed to be control. damage control. <laughs> You're not controlling anything. You're just damaging it. Defeats the purpose of your job. Agreed. So, no, I, I thought, well, that's stupid. And I was like, and I swear to God, if they turn 
Cameron. Cameron. Into uh into into the villain of the show. I'm gonna get up and walk out of my living room. And I still think it's absolutely ridiculous that she transfers, she goes to walk into this portal and transfers her powers over to him. And it's like, well, she had those powers the whole time. Why does she need the gauntlet? It's like the same powers as the gauntlet. Why does she need it? Can she not just use her hands, her little magic hands? Oh, I can't, I can't open or close a portal. I don't have the power. Oh, I'm going to give my powers to my son halfway across the fucking town. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> I had the same critique on the fifth episode because we had talked about that last week where we said, why did she give him her powers that she has not displayed that she has? I don't think she gave him her powers. I think she dispersed the energy of the portal to him because at the very end of the episode, how could she do that? Well, I don't, I'm not saying it's a good storyline. I'm simply saying that I don't think that it was her powers when in looking at it um, a second time, I think that Kamran was becoming the portal. That's why I felt like it was tearing him apart inside. Because if you looked at the end when he's like shooting off all of his energy, all over the place and everything's all crystallizing and Kamala has to stop his energy all over that energy everywhere. Um, That's when it looked like the portal was opening. It was really similar lighting. So I think that what she actually did was disperse the energy of the portal and send it to Kamran. Now, does that make logical sense? According to the logic, the show is set up. Absolutely not. So it's still not well told in my opinion. I still think episode five um, it's a real bummer because the first half of that episode was great and everything with the Glendale Science was a big problem. Uh, but I will agree with you with the villain uh, to a certain extent. I think that damage control should have been the villain of the entire season. Everything with the clandestines could have been completely cut out and nothing would have changed. Excuse me. If they would have simply said, introduced Comron as a character that had a similar power set to hers, it would have been fine. Like it, they would have had to do a little more explaining, but it would have been fine. The clandestines did nothing in this entire show for me. They were a pointless character, a pointless B plot story that ended up going nowhere that, uh, because in the end she's just a mutant. Like it doesn't matter that she's a, you know, descendant from clandestines. She's a mutant. So why were they there? There was no point. Please continue. I cut you off and I started to go on. No, around. you're you're fine. You kind of help my case here because like it, it just it makes it makes no. S- I'm sorry. I just remembered. Um, Trent said he doesn't want to edit episodes of this show anymore because I have the squeakiest chair. <laughs> like, hey, it's not in the budget to get a new one, so you're gonna have to deal with it or buy me a new chair. <laughs> um, so, I, I just I just don't understand like. Like it seemed to me like the whole plot of this show was to set up the Marvels. Yeah. The Marvels. Is that what they're called? The Marvels. Yeah, the Marvels. Yes. And it's just like we needed what eight, six, six episodes to do that. Why? Did we really need it? No. Did we really need it? No, we talked about it earlier on that this is that they seem like they were kind of almost dragging for time, like like stalling for time. Um trying to drag out a story that they probably could have told this entire story. If they'd have cut out everything with the clandestines, they probably could have told this in a four episode miniseries. I'd say two whole episodes could have been cut 
for time. And you notice, like, at the end of the show, like, that dramatic effect of her, like, punching and that, that fist going out really far because that's her actual powers in the comics. And they're just, mm-hmm. like, trying to, like, focus on, oh, there it is, there it is. It's just like, nah, nobody cares. <laughs> it's construct, like you said. It's she. She's a Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, she is. One. Now I want to I do want to clarify one thing because I did not put it out there. I think that this episode did stick the landing. This was my favorite episode of the show ex- since the second. The first two episodes I really enjoyed. I didn't like episodes 4 or 5. 3 was okay. But this was the best episode since those first two in my opinion because the action was fun instead of pointless. You know, I I I've complained that the action didn't sit well with me the last few episodes the action this was fun it had a real home alone type of feel i I loved the the description of how everything was going to play out and seeing how they were going about it it was a very smart way of getting getting past some bumbling you know government workers uh because they were bumbling i mean there were some real sticky bandits shenanigans going on there that they should have been able (laughs) to They should have been able to get around the sticky bandits. They, they should have anyway. Threw off my train of thought with a I, sorry. great Marv quote. Anyway, um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that bit of it. Um, the action there was fun. I love again the family dynamic. the 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 funniest part of the episode is when Kamala finds out that her mother has already told her entire family that she is Nightlight or whatever they were calling her earlier on. Um, I, yeah, I really, I really liked this episode. I know that it didn't, didn't do it for you, but I enjoyed a lot of it. I liked that the, the way that they got around to calling her Miss Marvel was very touching and very poignant. I like the change of the reason why her costume looks the way it does, you know, instead of mirroring what, what Carol Danvers did when she was Miss Marvel, it's now something very intrinsic to Kamala herself, which I think is great. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, like I said, I, I liked it a lot. I liked everything with Comron. I liked that they didn't actually turn him into a villain villain. He had a little douchey moment there towards the end, but they didn't make him a villain. And, uh, you know, they didn't kill him off. So there's a possibility we'll see him again. Um, I did like the fan service moments of, you know, her actually showing some stretchy powers of her embiggening herself to make herself big. Wasn't as big as I would have hoped that they would have made her, but it was fine. It looked cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I will agree with you that the damage control agent that I can't remember her name is a bumbling buffoon, a bumbling, babbling, bumbling band of baboons to quote uh, Minerva McGonagall. I do think that she was a real problem character. I think that they wanted to do something else with her and then didn't quite have the guts to do it. I, I feel like she was supposed to be much more villainous than she actually was. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens going forward. But as far as them getting everything ready for the Marvels, I got excited for what's going to be coming next because, you know, the post credit scene was fun seeing Captain Marvel show up there and making you wonder, oh, what happened? And I think that there are some implications there as well that I want to talk about. And, uh, you know, since I've rambled on, I'm sorry, I've been on vacation with just my family who do not care as much about this kind of stuff. So I have not gotten to just ramble on. So bear with me. Um, but Ian, I wanted to ask, what do you think about the change of her becoming basically the first mutant that we've actually seen on this earth? I know 
people are like, oh, well, Wanda's here. Well, she hasn't been confirmed that she's a mutant. You know, we saw Professor X, but the word, you know, he, he was on a different Earth. So Kamala Khan is our first mutant that we've seen in the MCU on Earth 616. What do you think about that change from inhuman, excuse me, to mutant? Would you, would you consider her more of a mutant or an inhuman? Because <laughs> like they make them sound like they're two separate things in the comics, but they're literally the same thing, are they not? No, they're very different. They are very uh, different. Are they? It's it's that one strand of DNA, though, isn't it? No, it's two step two separate things. Inhumans are um, the the continuing DNA of early humans that Cree scientists um, experimented mm. on and changed their DNA. Like Mutants, a dinosaur. Yes, <laughs> dinosaur, dino dinosaur. DNA. Uh, ahead, the sorry, mutants ahead. are naturally occurring, uh, naturally occurring evolution of mutation of DNA. So they are two separate things. In in as far as like power sets and comics go, they essentially do that's the same thing. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I, but there is I quite sh- there is a there clear. is a difference between the two. They're not. They can be. Ike Perlmutter thought they could be used interchangeably. They cannot. They certainly cannot. And for anybody that doesn't know who Ike Perlmutter is, that's a whole nother story that we can get into if you want to. All I'm saying is there are Idaho, Russet, and red potatoes. There's still potatoes. That's fair. But there is. <laughs> I will. I feel like that that's my argument. I like your argument, but red potatoes and russet potatoes and Idaho potatoes don't kill each other if they come into contact with each other. You don't know that. <laughs> Whereas like teragenesis, the thing or teragen mist that gives the inhumans their abilities actually is toxic and poisonous and kills mutants. You didn't know what to say to my potato. I had thing. nothing to say you to your potato. Right? And you were going to roll with it for a second. I couldn't do it. You're like, that's true. There's got to be an argument against this. There's no way that can be an actual point. <laughs> ah that was good that was good that was good stuff uh anyway uh yeah i i think i think it's exciting so so are they more inhuman or, or are they do you think they're gonna go um uh what you would call it uh mutant probably 100, inhuman 100 right? mutant i guarantee you they're not going inhuman really for for a couple of reasons one kevin feige has gone on record many many times saying that he does not care about the inhumans he thinks that he thinks that the mutants are the more interesting uh characters he thinks that the power sets are better and also this is what i was saying that we could get into it looks like we're going to need to so here's a little bit of history in the mcu for anybody that wasn't around at the time or wasn't really paying attention to the background when marvel studios first became a a thing when they first created marvel studios there was a man above that studio named ike perlmutter and he was uh, an executive at at marvel and um, i'm trying to remember his exact title at the time president of something or something something. he was basically the head of the studio and he was a avid avid believer in screw over everybody to make as much money as possible he refused to give any kind of budget for things that's why if you look back at like phase one and phase two why they never had the same composer for movies that's why um Alan Silvestri didn't do the Avengers Age of Ultron. You know, they they weren't able to because he refused to pay composers the the returning rate that they would have to have. Um, that's another reason why Terrence Howard is no longer War Machine. A big reason that is like Perlmutter. Gotta say, I'm kind of glad that that happened. But anyway, 
Ike Perlmutter thought that they, that they needed to push the Inhumans because Marvel did not have the rights to do X-Men at the time. Kevin Feige said, I don't want to do the Inhumans. I don't think that is necessary. Ike Perlmutter said, yes, we're doing an, in- an Inhumans movie because we don't have the rights to the, uh, to the X-Men. They pushed the Inhumans in the books as much as possible. This is when uh, there's a whole big slew of Inhumans books, which were really good at the time, by the way. But that is why we had things like the Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield season two, where all centered around the Inhumans. Season three centered around the Inhumans, because what happened is Disney bought Marvel. Kevin Feige went over Ike Perlmutter's head to Alan Horn, who was the president of, of Disney, and he said, "Look, we can keep doing things the way that we're doing them, and I can quit, or you can let me run Marvel." And run the film division without Ike's over oversight, and we can move on and do that. And Alan Hoard made the very, very wise decision and said, "All right, fine. We're splitting it into two sections. We got Marvel Studios film, Marvel Studios TV. Ike Perlmutter's in charge of TV. Jeff Loeb went to be the creative head, and Kevin Feige became the overseer of everything Marvel in the theaters. That is why we got all the Inhuman stuff in Agents of Shield and a terrible Inhumans TV show because Ike Perlmutter wanted to do it." And so what did Kevin Feige do? He said, we are not doing Inhumans in any way, shape, or form. We're going to change your most popular Inhuman at the time, Miss Marvel, into a mutant. I guarantee you. He only put Black Bolt in there for the simple fact that Black Bolt's an important member of the Illuminati, and he wanted a reason to have Scarlet Witch blow up his head. I really do. I think the only reason he put him in there is because he knew he was going to get to kill an Inhuman. Uh, So, no, I don't think we will see the Inhumans in marvel anytime soon kevin feige has been on record that he doesn't want to do it and i think that he's a little bit petty and he said look screw you here's your most popular inhuman she's a mutant now so that's my thought on the whole thing i think that uh i think inhumans will be nowhere near the mcu for a very very long time any inhuman that they want to bring in they will simply say that they're a a mutant instead so that's my thought that was easy to get you on that rant yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot because I actually like the Inhumans and I like the Inhuman storyline in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Inhuman TV show was garbage, but I thought Anson Mar- Mount did a good job as Black Bolt in the very, very brief time that he had in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. Did, I, did I wear you out, buddy? I'm sorry. I I'm, I'm no, really have been. Just, yeah, you, you've been pent up. I have been pent up. Uh, so let's talk about the post credit scene. Where did Kamala go, Ian? I don't know. I don't know where she went, Derek. Where do you think she went? All I know is she gone. She is gone. I have a thought. I have a thought. And I want to get your thought on my theory. Because I've seen a couple other people now posting the same theory after I did. I don't want to take credit for it. I think great minds think alike. But I put up a TikTok saying that I think that the the bangle that Miss Marvel is using is one of a set of either the quantum bands or the nega bands in uh which are items in marvel comics that uh one of the things they can do is open a portal to the other side of space or to different dimensions and transport the wearer there um and if you look at that scene carol danvers has a different set of gauntlets on and a different set of gloves than she normally wears so i'm thinking that we just saw the first use of the nega bands in uh the MCU. What do you think? I can dig it. 
you really didn't like this episode, did you? Mm. Oh man, I'm sorry. Not even, not even Bruno doing his little dance to get their attention. I like Bruno. His dance, amazing. Her <laughs> friends, awesome. Miss Marvel, not doing it for me. Okay, Miss Marvel or Kamala? I like Kamala. I like Kamala. I like the actress. I like the character. I just don't, I don't like the. I, I don't care about the superhero aspect. I have said on record several hundred times. Five weeks I, in a row. I would watch this show if it was just a show about a girl and her family. Mm-hmm. Growing up in New York, growing up in America, and her family adapting and their love for Bon Jovi. <laughs> which is and, a great little... Coffee. Which is a great little bit that they they had. A, it was a little running gag. The Bon, jo- bon Jovi love in that family was great. I, I really... It was a fun little gag. Well, then I won't make you keep talking about it. I will say one more time that I really enjoyed this episode. And um, I agreed with you until this episode that I didn't care about Miss Marvel. I cared about Kamala. I really liked Kamala, but I didn't care about her until this episode. She finally got her suit. It was a good looking suit. Everything looked nice. The power set while still being a little janky and, and wonky. Well, I won't say janky, but a little weird. Um, the power set was still being a little weird. I enjoyed the action in this better. I like that she used her abilities, mostly defensive, not a lot of offensive. I think that that was very telling to the character. And, uh, and I thought that just overall, this was a really good season finale. Now, if I was to rank this among the Marvel Disney plus shows, it's still going to be second from the bottom for me because uh, half of the season I didn't care for, but overall I would give this season about a seven. If, if we were going to give it a ratings, I I'd give Miss Marvel as a series, a seven out of 10 and be pretty, pretty confident in the seven. You want to try and give it a rating? I know we don't normally do season ratings, but oh, I thought overall, it'd be fun. Yeah, if the whole season, not just the episode. Five and a half. Five and a half. Well, I mean, you like parts of it. So that's yeah. that's a fair thought. If if I was just rating this episode, I'd give it like an 8.5. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this. Um all right. Well, another quick one <laughs> for Miss Marvel, man. These these Miss Marvel episodes have been so quick. I feel like we uh we just run right through them. But that's all right. Nice shorter form content for everybody listening. Uh, If you want to listen to some longer stuff, we're going to be doing our 100th episode, our next episode. I know if you're looking at the episode list on your podcatcher or whatever platform you're listening to, it's going to say that we have more than 100. Quite a few of those have been bonus episodes, trailer reactions, that kind of thing. Uh, So our official 100th episode is coming up at the end of the week. We're going to drop our 100th episode on Friday. And um, we are going to tackle Stranger Things season four, as well as the series as a whole leading up to that. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some special guests. I I can't announce any for sure right now, but hopefully we'll have a couple of special guests on there. And uh, yeah, 100 episodes. Crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Um, I guess it makes sense. We've been doing this for a year and a half. 100 episodes is... And also, it doesn't feel like a year and a half. I know. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I forgot to say this at the beginning, but if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, comment subscribe, ring the notification bell. 
Uh, if you're listening to this on the audio version only, make sure you rate and review this podcast. It helps us out a lot. Thank you to all of you who have rated and reviewed us already. Thank you for all the engagement we've gotten on the Thor Love and Thunder review on YouTube. That's great. I love seeing all the comments. Please make sure that you're sharing this with whoever that you think would enjoy it. And uh, let us know your thoughts on Miss Marvel, the season finale, and the, the season overall. I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you don't want to comment on a video or you don't want to, you know, do any of the normal ways, you can send us a, an email through our contact us form on our, our website, paperweightentertainment.com. Follow us on all the social medias and uh, make sure that you're here next week for our 100th episode, our Stranger Things Spectacular. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. For Ian, I have been Derek. And this has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you in 100 episodes. Bye. Yay.